little atmosphere. Yeah. Sweat Equity Podcast. I like being in control of the music. You can. You can control Good. it from I'm now I'm slowly on. taking over all of it. Did you add that to our Spotify? What? The song? Play, we got a playlist, yeah. Oh, no shit. Okay. Look up Sweat Equity. Got to pot it down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> already bossing me around. Okay, well, cool. So you want to do the radio thing where you're not talking over the lyrics, but if you are, you got to pot it down. Oh, I was waiting for you to tell me how to... Sweat Equity podcast and streaming show playlist on Spotify. Yes. That's what it's called. You can add to it. Send us requests. Maybe we'll put it on. (laughs) And by maybe, I mean probably. Yeah. You'll get to hear the first two minutes of a song. And Uh, us talking over it. Cool. Yeah, we talk over it, but it's good times. You know, we want to talk some... uh, we want to talk some some charity giving back today. Yeah. From a business standpoint, from a from a you're doing your own thing, and maybe you need to put some kind of community endeavor in involved. heart out. Wow. Okay. Well, you do, you don't even let me get the hotty toddy going no. in there. Oh, See, it's got to You got to. Want it back? You get back. Yeah, get I need right a little bit here. something. I, I got to work into. I just I've been letting the song play. Pretty much the whole way out. Good. You know, do it. You're if you're doing your own thing, you're doing your own business. You should probably have something involved that is charity or community giving back. Something related that does it. A lot of people would look at it as if you're a bottom line kind of guy, a waste of time sometimes. Yeah. I'll donate on my own, but we're gonna tell you why that's probably not the best way to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Personal donations, great. Do those too. But figuring out that corporate social responsibility, CSR as it's called in the nerd business world. Ooh, I haven't heard that nerd term yet. Oh, yeah. CSR, baby. Uh, you sure not to learn it? But Charity, giving back donations, um, it can really add value to your product or service. And it might even make you more profit. Yes. So I'll give a quick hotty toddy. Well, that was good. That's better. Yeah. It was like a golf clap of a hotty toddy. Yeah. That's 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 the new standard. That's the new standard. Okay. Okay. That's how I do my sex. You're welcome, listeners. So. Watchers. I'm going to throw out a couple stats about this. And then, uh, actually, I want to hear, what are you working on? Anything interesting? You always ask me, and I can't talk about none of it right now. You can't. But anything you could talk broadly about? Um, I was ready to talk charity with you. We can talk charity. We've got all kinds of great tips. We're both working on a few things that pers- both of us can't really talk about mm-hmm. on air yet. Uh, I'm earmarking some of the things that's going on now. So maybe a couple months I'll be able to. Uh, yeah. Not to sound so vague that it, it's like, come on, what are these guys talking it's about? It's not that cool. It's just... Conflict of interest. Yeah, talk, yeah, yeah. Right. So, or, or you just don't want to um, jinx it, count your chickens before they hatch, yeah. or give up your plans in case yeah. there is actually someone who does the research and looks up what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I will say that I was I working on stuff. I'm I'm working on uh, trying to help my my church, which is part of uh, our 
at Tokovaka Consulting where we do this podcast out of the Sweat Lodge studio. Yeah. yeah. Keeping it sweaty. Yeah, always. Mm. Pit stains. Sweat Lodge is good. It makes you say weird stuff. That's yeah. what this room does. It makes people get on mic and f- <laughs> yeah. freak out. Love it. Extremes. Yeah, uh, but it's also a safe space where you can say those things. Yeah. A real safe space, not like a college campus. Oh, no, that's not safe. Yeah, I want First Amendment. Most dangerous safe space there is. So, I would say... You're going to church? I'm working... No, I'm not, actually. This is the worst. Because I'm like, I'm telling my pastors I grew up with, hey, let me help you with your nerd stuff. Let me help you with your digital. Once a quarter, we donate some of our time to kind of like one project, really. And sometimes that's uh, something that's definitely not going to be... uh, like a profit thing for us. Yes. So we in the fall in this life. <laughs> right, right. We're we're building karma up, points. Building up that heaven credit. What up? <laughs> so we try to designate that because I felt like if we don't create some kind of rules, w- I'll I'll say yes to too many things and then we'll never get it done, kind of thing. So the church is funny though, and if anybody's listening that is trying to help their church with any any of these things or trying to trying to do anything where they are helping their their church try to run like a business because that's what i told them i was like i can't do this unless we really like attack it with deadlines and like keeping people accountable because i told them i'll be the dick let me be a dick <laughs> that's how i said it too to <laughs> to my pastors they're cool they've seen me do stand up they know what i'm about so i was like you can't fire a volunteer yeah. From their position. That's really tough, right? Yeah. They're, Pretty they're, much across the board. They're kind of all volunteers. And th- driving Mercedes is. There's some people in the office staff that do get paid, but it's still like probably not amazing, you know? Um, as far as like just how budgets work for churches. Right. And they they were like, Hey, we want to try to get your age group to come in and I'm like, I'm cool with that. Treat it like any other business, like a bar. Cool church. No, <laughs> no. So booze at the church. Is that what you're getting at? Uh, that is an idea we had. Uh, yeah. We actually had an idea. Did I tell you that part? No. The Catholic Church has tried that for thousands of years. They just don't give enough. Well, I was like, we should try to work. There's 75 breweries in the area, in the Tampa Bay area. We should try to co-brand with one of them. And ha- that would be a, a, just a fun, di- fun idea. It builds up both the the profiles of of this church and whoever we work with. And Could partner with a synagogue, brews with Jews. I, I'm down with that. Yeah. I look. I tell everybody. Did you write that down? I mean, come on. I, well, that's I, good. Holly, that is good. Holly Bruya is the name. Damn I it! Had. You beat me. <laughs> Fuck. I actually wrote down a bunch of names. That's so, good. Um, <laughs> like three Heffelweisen men or something like that. It was bad. I uh, got a lot of puns, a lot of dad puns, <laughs> but it's very punny. That's something where I go, look, we'll treat you as a client, and I feel like I haven't kept up my end of the bargain with a lot of other things. I made this big proclamation, like, look, got to treat you as a client. You guys get whoever was able to do digital for them, they're they're just happy to have someone to do it. And then I look at their stuff, and I'm like, you guys are so you far You guys behind. are going to hell. And it doesn't – yeah, you're going to hell. Development hell um, that it it – to get this age group, you have to be good on and offline. Yeah. The mid-30-year-old. We're at the top. We're the oldest of the millennial generation. I yeah, think. definitely. So I said, you know, I, I'm down to help the best way I can. 
Um, and I don't know how it's going to help us as a business. I just know it will. Hmm. Right? It's experience. It's a new angle. Churches are a very good niche for digital agencies. So, uh, but they it, like the dental community and the and law firms, SEO companies. They're really specific. Like that's all they do, kind of thing. Right. The mega churches. I mean, they spend a lot on branding and marketing, events, stuff like that. So the way I try to look at it, like a heathen, is uh, treat it like a bar. Or a brewery, right? You're doing marketing for them. You have to get you have to get a certain percentage of people that come every week, mm-hmm. and then you have to get new people to come. You know, the bar you want eighty percent new people. You want twenty percent returners. If I'd flip that for a church, if you can get eighty percent, st- you know, audience you know will be there. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. Sorry. Yeah. So flip it. So a bar per. Uh, per yeah, that's about hour. right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Twenty percent for a bar. That's that's good for quote unquote regulars, and we all know what that means at a yeah. bar. Reg- but regulars can't. Too many can uh, alienate a, a lot of new. Yeah, sales. you don't want to turn into a biker bar or whatever. Which he's. Which John Taffer said, if you play music that has a female lead in it, it'll help drive bikers out of a bar. It's funny you use bikers as an example. Is that really? Is that yeah. What is that? yeah I, I remember that distinctly because I didn't believe it, and I looked it up, and he's right. It was the only demographic I could think of that comes in and just takes over bars. What other kind of bars are there? Bros. Bros Bros can be that way. Well, most bars are bro bars. Some A lot of bros are broke. Bro, bro, broke bros. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like, oh, it's a biker bar. That's a thing. Yeah, like you don't want yeah. to go into that bar. It's a biker bar. Yeah, it's like a move they do. Like the bikers are like, oh, we're gonna come in here and do this some, is our bar now. We're gonna do some crank in the bathroom. Yeah, and sell it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so a church is like bikers doing crank at a bar. Wait, hold on. Yes, I'm ex- I messed up metaphors. So I, I just said uh, this would be a good topic to kind of throw out there, and I'm thinking, you know, just like we did last week, talking about uh, kind of the depression of the mild depression of. Uh, doing your own business or, or, you know, trying to hustle. Mm-hmm. Well, we called it loneliness, but yeah, I shouldn't call it depression because that's, that's almost, where you are now. That's almost clinical. Well, I, yeah, I should stop using depression as like, a kind of the same thing as, as isolation or loneliness. Cause that's depression's clinical. Yeah. And the people who are depressed are now right. even more depressed that you're no, just I've so s- flippantly using that word. I have had that. People have told me that actually a few times. So I'm really, to, yeah. Cause I, mean, I get it. Cause it's like, that's not really what you're talking about is bummed out. That's not depressed. They don't say bummed out, but they just say it's like, that's not depressions when it's like, you can't get out of bed kind of thing yeah, yeah. and you're physically fine. You right. know, you can't do a normal task and everything else is sh- is running fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyway, the way I like the way we approach that, though, I, I kind of liked. I may try to form the podcast episode sometimes when we're just tackling one topic, maybe more or less this way until we may go more uh, user questions, li- yeah. live stream uh, questions and stuff. We're live streaming on Facebooks, the books of Facebook. Both face. of them. All right. And so, all right. If they want, if anybody <laughs> wants to learn that, I forgot we were doing that. If anybody does want to hit questions live, I'll try to pay attention to it and answer them, put them out there while we're doing this, while we're talking about giving to charities as a company. And so, I like diagnosis. 
I like a game plan, and then I like kind of throwing out some pragmatic advice. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how we did it last week. I thought that was kind of a good little boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Da-da, da-da, da-da. Rule threes. So what have you promised the church? What have you promised to God? Promise? I didn't. What I, have you? Um, I, so here's why I messed up. I didn't make due dates. Mm. So that's part of that p- game planning. I should have, to treat like a client, I should have been like, okay, here's here's the breakdown. I'm going to rebrand you. Here's Here's what that means. Here's the rounds of design. And we just kind of got into the work quickly because I thought I was going to be able to just knock it out. I got in my own dome <laughs> about doing the branding because I'm, now I'm, I, I, <laughs> yes, I was like, wha- <laughs> I don't think this group of people is going to like this. And I don't really, really like this. And that's how you end up with garbage, basically. Like trying to think, trying to appease everybody. Yeah. They, a lot of them have their own insignia with the whole cross and all already. So I did research. I tried to be respectful. I looked up a Presbyterian, the cross for Presbyterian. It's it's crazy looking. They oh, it's got like a circle around it, I think. Maybe uh, some do, some like don't. A, yeah. But the main one that. I think is the official one has like, they try to combine like seven different icons into like one <laughs> super <laughs> like transformer. Super insignia. Logo. Well, it has like the pulpit and then it has like a book on top of it. I, I'll, I'll pull up the breakdown. Cause it's, you're like, Oh yeah. I know when no one would get it. Yeah. You know, they say the ones with like the circle on it possibly represented a, a mush a psychedelic mushroom back in the day oh really yeah what a lot of the, i read that book the sacred mushroom and the cross where the dude goes back like it's it was a book that and uh rogan talks about it all the time where they john marco allegro can he uh translated old-timey religious text in a different way because you know they've been translated 500 times over over a thousand years and um, he pretty much convinced me the whole Bible was about uh, doing mushrooms. Is that talking about like uh, the burning bush? Mm-hmm. It wasn't actually burning, but you're, you're on acid. Yeah, well, the, the bur- they say it was an acacia tree, and acacia has uh, really high levels of DMT, dimethyltryptamine, in it, which um, what does that is mean? like the most powerful psychedelic in the world. But it's Have present it? in all people. Yeah. Um, they think it's what uh, happens when you die. Like you get a, a rush of DMT. It's like the same sort of uh, disconnecting feeling, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, all very interesting stuff. <laughs> no, that is interesting. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the it, book itself is kind of tough to read. It's it's more of one of those things like, where I want to be like, <laughs> I read it, but I ain't going back and reading it again. <laughs> I've got a David Foster Wallace book like that. I'm like. I, see, I read his stuff. Completed. I didn't. I didn't understand it. Yeah. I am Charlotte Simmons or something like that. I was like, oh no, that's a Tom uh, Wolf book. I don't even remember what the book is. I was just like, I don't even understand it. This guy's on a different level. That's uh, yeah. That's one where you look and you're like, what did I just read for the past twenty minutes? You're uh, thinking about something else. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just knew this guy. Like every smart person on earth loved David Foster Wallace, and I was like, uh, I'll try mm. that. But wait, so the Bible, right? So could be could be fantasy tales of uh kind of like the the idea was that they they had like hidden this secret uh strategy for connecting with god where you take psychedelics oh. and they hid it in these texts 
that if you translate it a certain way, you can kind of read into it. But it was taken that. more. Well, I mean, if you're buying into the book, the Sacred Mushroom, Mushroom in the Cross book, then you're kind of buying into this same idea. That, it, that the Bible is if not you all. that book. Kind of, <laughs> yes, with I do that, own it. Yes. With, with that title, though. You've already made the commitment. Yes, exactly. No but, one's like, I'm on the fence about it. Well, when I heard about it, the, one, the book was actually taken off the market somehow by, uh, I think, the Catholic Church. Like, they got it removed from the shelves somehow. Oh, yeah. And then it was reprinted later. Yeah. I would say, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd follow that theory. I'm all right with that. Oh, uh, I don't care if we're on Tangent Highway. This is why I believe I, it. This is why having a podcast is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we'll, we'll get back on, uh, we'll get back uh, so on you're cruise control. Yeah. So I'll, I'll throw, I'll throw in the church stuff kind of as a metaphor. I want to go backwards a little bit. So there's a lot of people that when we talk to a lot of clients, so they, they do a lot of people I know small businesses, local business. Um, if they give, they either, they usually give something, right? Uh-huh. Uh, sometimes I ask them, like, are you giving, like, through your personal checking account? I'll ask them that. And they're like, uh, some of them be like, yeah. They're like, okay, well, this is going to be hard to, you can make that a personal donation, but your business should have that as mm-hmm. well. Um, if you're a service industry and you donate time, you don't get a tax credit for that. So, like, our, yeah. our per hour is one eighty six fifty an hour. We could donate as many hours as we like. Or as little as we like, it's all the same. You can't, uh, even if you invoice them? You can invoice them for costs that were associated that out of pocket, but... You can't say, I worked 40 hours on this. Right. Pro credit me, baby. So pro bono on a s- first service. Yeah. But if you're a pizza place and you donate a bunch of pizzas, you can write that bullshit, off. Bullshit, right? Well, here's why. Cause you could make it up. You I can mean, make up a tangible... Like, yeah. the number's not... It's not uh, regulated. We can be $500 an hour. It doesn't matter. We couldn't say uh, a typical website of this scope goes for this much. Write it off. That's going to be a tough area Cause it's not in the future. tangible, but it kind of is tangible. It's not to old salts that don't understand stuff like that, right? So yeah. if I've already gone to court once trying to explain this stuff, uh, try to get bad debt paid out. Right. You know, I think I got six of the twelve grand I was owed. Great, great court system there. When I, I like detailed everything, explained it. wasn't like all over the road, very specific. It's like the judge is like, I don't really understand the internet. Put I'm it like, in Fuck. normal man's terms, please. Right. I'm like, uh, uh, your website's a store <laughs> with puppies. Just fucking stole puppies from me. <laughs> yeah. Does that help? I'm already nervous. You put me on the spot. This isn't a game of improv. This isn't who li- who's yeah. lying. I'm wearing a suit, and there's four people yeah. in this courtroom. So, anyway, you know, I think you, we always got to start with, like, you got to know what you don't know and know uh, and diagnose what's going on. A lot. So, what I see from our level is if you're a small business, you're probably donating here and there as the business if you're doing it. Mm-hmm. which I think is the wrong way to go about it. And I'll explain why in a minute. A lot of people are doing it from their personal account that they think is coming from, they'll they'll put it in their ledger, it came from the business. 
I don't know if that you can kind of do that retroactively for with your CPA or something. I I would the payment if you're doing a payment like that needs to come directly from the bank account of the business. And yeah, I could see that being weird. Yeah, and then there's a third column which is uh people don't think there's value in it, so they don't do it at all. Mm-hmm. So, uh I'll throw a, c- a couple stats I looked up before we started. 55% of consumers said they're willing to pay more for products from socially responsible companies. Yeah, hell yeah. Right? I do, I feel the same way. Yeah. If you can prove it. Right. And if I look it up. So that to and, me and I go and I see that oh you're just saying that but really you're doing this over here and that's all bullshit too. I always bring up the the water that's at um, Starbucks. Uh, if you're like ethos water. Or no, I've never paid attention Pathos to it. Ethos water. I don't know. I can't remember what it's called. It's the bottled water they have there, right? Yeah. So I looked up like how much they actually give back and it's like so insignificant. Yeah. Like a $3 bottle of water. Yeah. You got hoodwinked there. Yeah. So there's value. You can inflate value. The way we see it, I think is transparency is going to become it's going to become easier to find out this stuff. Yeah. More and more. I mean, the internet's kind of going polarized where it's like transparency of a lot of stuff, but at the same time, more misinformation. Lots of f- yeah, fake news. Right. So it's like po- it's d- the duality of the internet. It keeps pulling polar opposites, like more extreme on yeah. both sides. Yeah. Because you're seeing all these guys get busted for, like, all these celebrities getting busted for things. And it's like, yeah, the the internet's becoming transparent. Yeah, bro. Everybody has a, a professional camera in their hands at all times. So yeah, it, that's the other part too. The video, the video element is like we're not even really there to the point where like video is super clear everywhere, you know, and present everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, um, for the millennial group, employee recruitment. You know how I love talking about um, using these marketing tactics on social and paid advertising to pull in talent because a bad hire is negative 298% ROI. Mm-hmm. Think about that. You know, you, you, your most companies hire on the fly, like panicking because someone left, someone give their two weeks because they're moving. There's always going to be that stuff. And I don't know why. Yeah, the, the recruitment push is pretty rare. Right. We're launching our new branch of this stuff. We're hiring a thousand people. So I, we luck. always we always tell people that should be part of your marketing long term strategy. It, you should always have behind the scenes or what you are doing to give breaks and stuff. But uh, in terms of CSR or social responsibility of a company, that um, the the what's it called the millennial group. Seventy-nine percent said it can be the one of the main factors in wanting to work somewhere. Seventy-nine. Mm. Seventy-nine. One of the main factors. Wow. One of the primary factors for wanting to work somewhere, and I get it because I'm I would be that way. Yeah. I know I'm that way. If if I'm going to look at something, I remember looking at uh, my the Soul Salons job I had a while back, and it was like, well. The the CSR of this is we're creating entrepreneurs, we're creating small business owners, and we're getting people out of this shitty, they're getting stylists out of this shitty salon and empowering them to run their own business. Now, is that like a direct charity or community thing? No, but to me, or libertarian or American way, I think being an entrepreneur is super American. I think it's, because uh, literally, if you want to do it, you can do it. Yeah. You just have to work hard. 
yeah, I think people our age are starting to realize that it's going to be, we kind of just have to buy into this thing that we know everything's going to be transparent. So like, let's just get ahead of it. You know, the, the thing I'm always harping on is the, um, guidestar.org, which is, is it? it's, uh, it's a, a charity with, it breaks down charity website or charities, I guess it's a website for it that, uh, it'll show basically their, their money coming in, money going out and sort of thing. You can look up and see their CEO salary. If it's a 501c3 charity, you know, you have to have all these records public. So, so you know, yeah. you can go in there and say, okay, the Susan G. Komen Foundation is actually uh, pretty evil. We'll get to that. You Let's know, table that. That sort of thing. We'll table that for a minute because uh, the game planning, I want to go over how to choose them, right? Yeah. And that's that's a great tool. I for, I didn't, I had never heard of that. Really? No. Um well, I mean, it's one of those things you look up maybe once or twice, you know, and you don't really have to look up again. Yeah. Plus, we stuff finds us here a lot of the time through all our channels, mm-hmm. and so we're not really we're we're not having to be proactive because there's enough things we try to help with that come our way, just by happenstance. Yeah. Too. So diagnosing like, all right, your business should do this because it adds value. I think we can, and if anybody wants to challenge that. Throw it in the comments of this episode, and we'll try to go back and forth uh, talking about it. Because I didn't want to do like a book report, pull it up. I think most people would agree with that, too. Uh, our age group, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I it, would say... It's going to bring in higher quality people if they know... That. I mean, that's the whole idea, right? Y- right. And here's another added value, is I can guinea pig what I'm doing. We want to try something different with the service we're doing. Mm-hmm. I use these uh, these nonprofit, you know, these things where I'm going to do my daycare, my kids' daycare stuff. They're a nonprofit. I'm going to help them with a lot of their stuff. Uh, I want to try this different way of going about the branding process and really try to do more of a psychological test almost. Okay. We, we have that. It kind of triangulates what you like. But I, I know their logo is clip art because I've seen it 400 times. Yeah. Searching for a tree yeah. logo. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was searching for an oak tree logo for a friend of mine that started a, a uh, she's a um, estate planning kind of uh, attorney. Uh-huh. And I was just trying to think of like getting her something to help her out. And I was like, you should be an oak tree because it's generational. And blah, blah, With blah. a grave underneath it? <laughs> Forrest Gump? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the roots go all the way into the grave mm-hmm. and they tickle. And then the zombie hand coming out of the ground. Perfect logo. I, I guess you looked at my desk. Yeah. So <laughs> seen the markups. <laughs> I, I um, I I was looking through that and I saw my kids' daycare logo a billion times. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's clip art and she doesn't know that though, the executive director. So it's kind of like of the daycare. Oh, did they pay somebody to design? The someone logo? did it for them, and I think they probably did clip art and di- or stock photo and just whatever. My point being, like, I've been wanting to try this new methodology that. This might cut a lot of BS time for us doing the branding process, or they're the first one to do it as a guinea pig. So if we mess up, it's not that big of a deal. Like I don't want to. Well, if you mess up the churches, you know your internal soul is. I already have laid on it to me. Like I feel guilty already. I'm like Catholic and Jewish guilt already, and I'm not either of those. Yeah. So. I'll get that done. It's just going to be one of those things where I got to like sit down and turn everything off. Yep. So, um, so that diagnosis of like, what is your company doing? What's your brand doing? 
maybe you don't have a lot of money to do. All right, you can still uh, you can still provide labor. Yeah, you've got time. You, you probably have a specialty if you're trying to do your own thing. We always talk about most people start a business or a brand or whatever you want to call it because they're really good at one thing. Yeah, or they have a unique way that they want to do it. Right. Yeah, a differentiator. Um, yeah. They they have a, a system of doing something. Now you don't have to go like, you know. Uh, I don't know. I I'm not good with working with people. Like, don't create these barriers already. That's another yeah. episode. A few few uh, <laughs> episodes back, but you know you need to do it, and you know it's good. It has a lot of benefits for you as well. There's something called psychological egoism as well. You feel better volunteering. Sure. You yeah. Feel like you volunteer to make yourself feel better. Yeah. That's and what most people do. They yeah. don't know it. Yeah, we've talked about this before. It's like every little thing that you're doing in the end is somewhat selfish uh, selfish sure you, you know you're doing it a little bit for yourself you yeah know, and that's okay we talked about in the reverse to be able to help everybody else you have to take care of yourself mm-hmm. right but part be, of that is helping others right being proactive uh as as a um a, oh, a brand that doesn't have a heart or doesn't have a conscience right because mm-hmm. people we want we want to associate love with like toyota <laughs> But do we? Why? Because that's what they're branding. That's the new. Br- that's the brand trend is really like caring, love, emotion, feeling. Yes, these I. Br- these brands that are big ticket items, especially. Mm. The Lexus with the giant bow on it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's more about the emotional part than w- these, this Lexus has a you know this kind of engine, yeah. these kind of wheels, blah 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 blah. Look at your wife's face when she walks outside and it's snowing and it's so beautiful. I, and by the way, she's hot. I don't even know one person like uh, like <laughs> 6 degrees of Kevin Bacon style. I don't know one person that's ever had that happen with the yeah. Lexus or had the balls to come home with the Lexus on the I mean Oh yeah, to pull that off too. You, the I dog mean, starts barking dude, and sees yeah. you at the window and you're like, "Fuck, shut yeah. up. Shut the fuck up." This yeah. is tw- this bird is shit all over the boat. Thirty-seven thousand dollar fucking coop. Come on, <laughs> shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah, uh, my 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 old comedian buddy Martha Marion used to have a, a, a awesome joke about it. Like she's like the girl in the commercial never freaks out like you would. Like you just want a car and prices right. Those people win a neon and they flip the yeah. shit. Like the the lady's like. But then maybe I don't know. Maybe it's really great acting, and the actress is thinking about the payments or the financial situation behind it all. Oh, <laughs> wow! They go deep, all of them. I, I was, she was she, but she would reenact it on stage if she had a bow on a Lexus. Yeah. Her her fucking her dude gave her husband, boyfriend, whatever, and just like fucking freaks out because that's how it would be. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter how rich you are. It's true. You should. That's how you should. Anyway. So know that going for giving back and just karma wise, you know, doing good deeds, it comes back to help you somehow. Yeah, definitely. Big we, time. We'll dispense free advice. Part of the, this podcast is somewhere in that zone. I'd say 10% of why, why we like to do it is because we like to pass on anything we think is valuable. And a lot of them are original ideas. We're just kind of a conduit in a way. Well, everybody's a mimic. Yeah, sure. You know, but I, I'm, I try to be very clear. Like a lot of stuff we're throwing out there is, is, is I just listen. I'm good at listening to smarter people 
and remembering what they said. Yeah. Writing it down and being like, oh, I'm going to steal that. Yeah. It's the opposite. Realizing of how stupid you are is a good thing sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time. Oh, yeah. I'm, I was a C-plus student growing up. Yeah. And I knew that, but I got into business classes and got A's. Yeah. So something clicked, but not everything. You can't learn everything in school that way or about business. So my point being like, if people are like, eh, fuck these guys, what do they know? Sometimes I like to re-mention that like, these are not theories that we're sitting sitting around and doing peyote and figuring out. Yeah, and anyway, you know we're playing parts a little bit. Uh, it, it's uh, there's people around you like us. We're good that procures. Yeah, you know th- you know somebody like us that's maybe not super enthusiastic about one thing or another, and you say, oh, that's that's what that guy's like. Yeah, but uh, and and the difference is also we're not book got like reading books and just absorbing knowledge that way we're kind of proactively looking for this info a lot of the time yeah and if we're not looking for it then usually we don't if we're assigned something (laughs) to learn it's like well that's the beauty of doing this stuff is we have to learn a lot of businesses on the fly and a lot of like industries because we don't go for a niche which is dumb and smart at the same time makes us really good at strategy but it's harder to scale that way but um you know i do think I, I, I applied, and I'll bring it back to the topic, is like I applied the Google 20% rule to to doing nonprofit or charity work here. What is the Google 20% rule, so might I ask? Google does 20%. Um, I'm going to write this down. I'm trying to write a little bit of notes while we're going. Google gives you 20% of your time per week. You can work on something Google-related, like uh, you want to make a product. They call it a product. I call it like an app or feature. You're talking about if you're a Google employee? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah sorry. Um, yeah, if you're a Google employee, 20% of your time. and th- I may That's be, a big number. I may be fucking up the percentage because I've heard 20% forever, but I never looked it up. Uh, at any rate, they give a certain percentage of their time. You can, you can work on like a new service or product for Google. Um, or you can work on a better way of doing a process. It's all like kind of proactive. You can work on something unique. It's really smart for them because you're essentially hoarding. Tricking them into thinking they have power over what they're doing. You eventually have all these entrepreneurs making new innovative stuff or you're you're having a lot of people just clean up operations in a way. Yeah. So it's, you can do whatever you want if it's for Google. Well, it's smart. It's a smart way of managing, right? So yeah. it's like, Hey, we we're you have so many people, and a lot of good ideas get stifled in corporate America. I think that's like one of the most brilliant ways of managing people because a lot of entrepreneurs just want to get it out there to go. I was right. Yeah. Right. I knew. I don't care about the money. I just wanted to be right. So what we talked about last week. Yeah, entrepreneurs, you have to have that personality of like, it's not really. People think it's the risk part. It's more about like, you have enough ego to go. I've got. I've got something no one else i've got this idea or i've got this way of doing something that no one else can handle yeah and the flip of it is failing and it's like oh your your stupid idea failed (laughs) right right right, which is crazy which is attached to you forever oh that's the guy that tried the uh i don't know five wheel bicycle i have no idea shout out to eye trekkers they wrote a really good piece in the tampa bay business journal about failing the, oh, okay. uh, that guy's always been nice to me. Um, I was around in their infancy when I was at a different firm. It was basically the Uber for getting um, fishing guides, like deep sea fishing. Oh, that's cool. There's there's more companies out there doing it now. He was kind of laughed at when he started. I think he went with the Florida funders that fund a lot of 
in-state ideas like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought it was really cool he wrote about failing like that. Yeah, um, happens all the time. So, I think more. I think our age group gets that like. Hey you, yo. almost, you almost put it in your business plan now, to to fail. <laughs> well, you're gonna fail. You're gonna have little failures. Just accounting for possible failure. Account? No, no, no. The twenty percent rule. You're gonna. Oh. So we use the twenty percent rule. Ten percent. I figured out a time. How much time a week? Call it forty hours of labor per person, right? Take 10% of that and that can get donated toward uh toward that, toward a charity, toward that once a quarter and once a quarter is something we can handle. And there's a reason I do once a quarter because I'll get into the the second part of this is game planning. What's the criteria for what you should look for? A lot of people spread around, here's $1,000 to this charity, here's $1,000 to this charity. Yeah. And they're not even looking at. Is it benefiting? Like, it, would it benefit one place more to give ten thousand dollars rather than ten places a thousand dollars? Exactly. Put them over the edge, sort of thing. Is, is it a? Is it combing for the cure? Where you know, I did a comedy tour with them. Yeah. Like we were the pink ribbon comedy tour, and then, like you said, we didn't know actually where that was going. We just we were like breast cancer. That's good. Like. Yeah. That's a good thing to to do a tour with. It'll bring people out in a way. And we were like, oh, uh, most of this goes to awareness. Your CEO makes how much? Like, it, what? It, Your executives make how much? I'm okay with that sometimes. <laughs> but I bet if you go through the rest of the income statement, a lot of fluff's there. Uh, well, I mean, uh, GuideStar.org, I think, actually puts a, a bottom line number out on percentage of revenues going to actual uh people in need or who it was directed to go to like it gives you a bottom line number so i would say i'd say that's yeah guide star is a really good place to look it's probably not going to have the small guys on there i think it does oh you think it has? yeah i think it's um probably has every 501c3 yeah i think it's it, it i don't know if it's actually a government organization but i think it's uh, it's, an it's like whatever it, 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 everything runs through it one way or another. Interesting, yeah. So it probably just procures the data of all all listed five hundred one c three, right? Five hundred one c five. I don't remember. I think that don't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, but I would say you can um, when you game plan. We we kind of just talked about this off mic, but the way I look at making kind of bigger decisions is kind of let the math do it for you in a way. So what are the needs? What are the wants? Mm-hmm. Put it on a, uh, put it in columns or a ledger or whatever you want to call it. Yep. And write down like, okay, let's go pizza, pizzeria. Okay. Uh, we, I need to find a nonprofit or a charity or something community based. Here's my criteria. Uh, n- the needs are my thousands or hundreds uh, that of, of money I'm going to donate, let's say part of it's donating money. It's going to affect that. It's going to help, really help, actually help. Yeah. So small. So I would say smaller foundation. Mm-hmm. All right. That's one. Number two. Maybe figure out what you feel is helping. Also, <laughs> like. Well, it, that, that's monetary, right? So that can be straight up. Well, maybe, but what you know, say you donate a hundred dollars to the charity that gives to you know something to somebody who doesn't need it or whatever you know and you're just like oh well i'm not saying like a football player's like foundation like i'm saying like um 
I guess that was assumed. So good call because bringing it, that up is it, well. I guess it's more just like will that thing make a difference the way you want it to? Right. Like figure out what's going to make you feel like you did something. You know. So so yeah. What's your standard? Can you see anything tangible? Might be something you want. Yeah. Right. I don't know if that's a need necessarily. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, a need would be like the brand or the business, the pizza business. It's going to get something back in return of like PR. And this is where a lot of people think I'm a douchebag. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to. One area. Well, yeah, amongst many things. But I'm saying like, we, and this is kind of the biggest crux of all of this. I tell a lot of clients is like, stop spreading it around. Let's focus on one thing you can really make a difference with. Really align yourself with someone. I put on that criteria list an executive director that gives a shit, not just hired there as mm-hmm. a job. Uh, preferably, they're not crazy because there's a lot of, you know, the mom that's a little got the crazy eyes a little bit. Yep. They're highly functional mm-hmm. and doing a lot of stuff, but they're also like they can put on events and they can fundraise, but they're like just not good at the business part yeah and they're not going to be good at handing it off yeah like try to f- if i can find out there's a succession plan or there is a plan in general like if you can have that conversation with a smaller charity that's great right mm-hmm. um to know that like you're going to be in it for the long run too yeah so do they do events do they do things that hey you know if i give x amount of pizzas every every month i'm going to donate that to the monthly event you do is it okay to, if i put it on our social media put it on our website push it out there again this is where people think i'm douchey they don't care right they don't care and they in actually fact, they love pu- it. yeah they love it that's pr for both of you people feel gross doing it you know that's, every, that's something every, we've had to, we've gotten over sure that. but everything you do well is a marketing opportunity mm-hmm. you are giving back to the community people will not know that <laughs> yeah they won't know that you yeah. gave pizza the people that arrive at the event won't know unless you put signage up. If you're going to do it, might as well get a little credit for it. Yeah, treat it a little bit like you're spending money on advertising. I mean, Adverti- you know, you're, you're paying to advertise almost. You are paying. It's such it, a weird cost. It's such a time. weird like thing so to get over. It is. And it took me a little bit while, a while to reprogram that too. But I, you know, I've told lawyers that can go family law attorneys that we've talked to like hey maybe go talk to the battered women's shelter and see if you can do pro bono there yeah and we'll figure out how to write something about it and mention that you do that because they're not gonna they're not gonna promote something like that yeah so we have to do it yeah and then hey we're the fall guys if you get if your buddies think you're gross for doing that just say we nudged you to do it you know it's like those things even for whatever pr outlet you know, if somebody's coming to write a newspaper article about it, even those newspaper people are appreciative. They now have content. Oh, you yeah. know, they can go out and they can put that out. And then it's like the only time it's really bad is if, you know, 10 years later you find out this charity was a sham or something, you know. But most of the time it's just that weird feeling to get over where it's like, oh, I feel gross doing it. But right, right. You know, it's yeah. If your foundations were it. set up just to hide money or something, yeah, and or create a job for yourself, yeah, yeah, that yeah. happens a lot. Sure, because they're just playing the game. We bring in fifty thousand dollars a year. I pay myself forty-eight thousand dollars a year. I'm actually okay. With, a Two thousand dollar check. I'm okay with it if we just had better transparency, like easier to f- like this guide star. 
if they could just be show everybody's financials i don't know or we'll have to run through it i have to get a refresher on it i should have looked at it before we got on here but, but yeah, i so think like, it does this is part of the game plan who and are they active online i would put that as more of a want than a need necessarily but the need should be can i can i uh push this out through our own marketing what we're doing here and most of the time you're never the only blowback you might get is like let me see it before you push it out yeah because they have approval systems depending on the board of directors and stuff like that and uh their their bylaws and all that stuff for nonprofit. but if you're working with a smaller one think of it this way the smaller the charity it's more like yourself the entrepreneur because mm-hmm. they're, they're more agile they're the ones making the decisions they don't have to you know until they get a lot of fundraising and a lot of board of director help a lot of re- less red tape right i want to help our daycare but i can't for a while because they got to go through board of directors to do a lot of stuff and i'm like yeah. that's part of what i want to come in and help you with mm-hmm. you shouldn't have that or you should have a streamlined way of voting on stuff where they don't have to attend in person yeah so to get free charity work yeah so that right well, be- because that fear of the unknown from the, the director's perspective, well, I'm here as an advisor. Yeah. I'm here as uh, the parent of this nonprofit, yeah. essentially. Can't hurt our brand. Right. I watch over. I just want to make sure this this guy that looks like Spicoli is you know, <laughs> coming in here and he's doing it correct. Yeah. Um, and most of the time, all they do is delay things. Mm-hmm. And that that's, you know, that you may be able to, you're the pizza guy working with a charity, you can only really help with pizza stuff, but sometimes I'll go, hey, what? I'll try to keep asking to help in another way in addition to what we do. I'll try to give a referral for someone I know, I trust, that's going to go in there and help them. Our Simplicity Organizing yeah. um, uh, friend of the program, Sarah Doring, hey, you got a bunch of papers everywhere? You know, Sarah might come in here and donate some time to, to do that in a similar way. Right. And... I can say that without... How often are you doing that to poor Sarah? No, no. I've given her enough referral business that I can... I, I'm, you know, I'm comfortable enough. <laughs> she owes me. No, she doesn't know anything. <laughs> well, look, how many people are going to pick up the phone and actually do it, too? Yeah. I mean... That's I, true. Because I, I, like, I like pitching her as a referral friend because we're up in people's shiz all the time in their office, and it's basically me going like, Hey, you're pretty dirty. This <laughs> <laughs> is a real mess, so isn't it? So a lot it? of people have to have the ego aside to go, yeah, this, this is a dump. So yeah. um, so that's the second part is like really game planning, really strategizing. Look for the percentage that is going to the, to the activity the group claims to do. Uh, Foster by 25 was one here that I really liked that I found through a friend. We used to do a stand-up show once a month that we would donate the door. So in a similar way, this is kind of the same same idea. We'd have a once-a-month show. Comedians can work on stuff. They don't get paid. Uh, but it was a good show. And the restaurant we did it at, it was their best night of the month. And then a local charity got a couple hundred bucks. Everybody wins, and except I tried, for you. I tried, <laughs> yeah, I lost a lot of time. But I learned more about this kind of world and how to structure this stuff, you know, so there is experience to it, and I got stage time, mm-hmm. but, you know, really working a crowd that saw you every month, <laughs> like half the crowd would come every month. So uh, yeah. d- oh, really? You have to, uh, yeah. There's they didn't follow that eighty twenty rule John Taffer had. Oh, okay. It was like a fifty fifty kind of place. That's weird. Yeah. Well, it went out of business. So, oh. um, 
or they just didn't care. Oh. They sold it off. So, uh, so third part, where can you look? Where are some resources to kind of find out this stuff? We already looked at GuideStar, right? Um, there's, there's a bunch of things for. I'm trying to think how to go about this. Some resources to try to give pragmatic advice. I think I think that thing about interviewing someone that works for the foundation, like in a real sit down, not just a, not just like fly by night, like I'm dropping off pizzas, and hey, you know, you talk for 15 minutes, like really try to see how a relationship your business can have with that charity. Yeah. Um, how your product having I used to work for an air purifier company we would give money to the children's asthma and allergy association you've probably seen the symbol it's like um, it's like a, a dusty lung it's a dusty it's an iron lung <laughs> it's uh it's just a dead rebrand no, uh, it's um oh god it's like a sketch outline drawing of a kid's face it's like yellow and red if you see it that's a really good description <laughs> okay let's look it up uh it looks like rocky dennis from mask oh okay with so, asthma <laughs> right so point being like we wanted to like okay we want to donate to this product to this charity by having the sticker on there the energy star is the same thing too right it is what is that? I think so. You know, Energy Star Products. Yeah, what is that? I don't know if it's... I thought it was just saying... Uh, I don't know if it's a non-profit or for-profit, actually. Yeah, I thought it was just a thing saying that it's energy efficient. Who who regulates that? I don't know. Right? Those it's people who make government. the stickers? Right. So it's either a non-profit mm. or for-profit. Okay. I don't think it's a government entity. It's not like the FDA for food. Yeah, I guess that's weird. I mean, uh, you know, because like they, they, they slap those stickers across different brands of like TVs and things. It's not one particular brand that's throwing it on there. You pay for that sticker. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, that sticker that you can put on the packaging and then talk about red tape. I mean, the higher this gets, we were probably out kicking our coverage as the size we were as the air purifier company to get like something like that on there because it's a lot of money. It's We're not going to get a lot out of it. They wouldn't let us like, publicize too much huh like whenever we wanted to like we should be doing that like once a month just reminding people on our social like hey you know we do this write something about it yeah but it's a lot of red tape yeah and so we're handcuffed we basically paid a lot we felt good about it but we didn't get the the marketing dollars back that we should have hmm what was the thought about like what was the thinking behind like doing it like it, it just seems like a superfluous thing that's like Who's going to notice if it's not there? The owners valued that sticker a lot more mm, than what really, I thought. Really, the stickers, I guess. Well, I just call it the sticker because that's all you could really get out of it. Right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, it just seems like if I bought a TV, I wouldn't notice if it's the energy. Hey, where's the Energy Star sticker for this? You some, know, people, like, some people do. I mean, because it's almost ubiquitous now, this Energy Star, because it's almost on everything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So maybe the standards are really low, so they can get a lot of people to pay for stickers. Oh. Think of that. Okay. We got a conspiracy. We got to call Tripoli. We got a conspiracy <laughs> on our hands. Tinfoil hat. Bust podcast out. shout out. Shout out. Um, so, you know, I would, I would say when you're game planning, getting to that point where you are really vetting out stuff, and this is kind of the third piece to this is like, interview the executive director, 
interview if they have a plan, um, you know, long term, if that's what you want to do with them. Somebody important. Look at their mission statement. You're not. Yeah, you're not stuck and you're not stuck into like some kind of contract, too, because that happens a lot. Mm. Maybe a, a charity contract. Well, with the charity, you sometimes mean sometimes pledging, sometimes pledging it, it is a contract. Oh, right. Because our, our friend here, uh, you know, small partner, our friend Katie uh, Wyatt, who's been involved. She's worked for, I don't know, 10 different nonprofits. Uh, you know, she she's told me, like, if you there's some official donation stuff that you basically you're on the hook. If you say you do it, you're on the hook. Hmm. And then a lot of her job, a lot of the time, is tracking them down, like a like dog the bounty hunter. Weird. I didn't think about I, so. You this isn't it. like go to a charity auction, get drunk, and put too much for a boat, and then that can't a, happen. Is that what it, yeah. we're talking about? Well, oh. that's one. That's one thing. Um, if you're a company that pledges X amount, and other than bankruptcy, and you don't give it, I mean, sometimes they go after them. Yeah, I guess because uh, they count on that money. Yeah, there are those things that. You know, if the Rays hits a home run in the fourth inning, we're gonna donate this much money. Yeah. Huh. Kane's Kane's furniture Kane's don- donates a hundred dollars for every strike. Uh, I thought it was a hundred for every strikeout. Or oh, something. I don't know what it is these days. To something. I don't you know. Used to get a is. coupon for a pizza if you if they got ten strikeouts and you had to go down to Kane's and but buy a couch and right. get your free pizza. Because that's the deal. They get you through the doorway. Yeah. And then that it's on them. Yeah. Yeah. That's the big deal with retail. Get them through that threshold. For websites, for our stuff, a lot of the time, get them to the site. Mm-hmm. It's up to the site to close on them, get that info. So, um, God, why can't I find this? Now I feel like I made this up. This allergy and asthma, children's. What do, I, what do you, you want to me fi- to see it? Yeah. I'm sure I've seen it. I know you've seen I it. I believe it. So, I'd say, you know, find... F- look up uh, when you're game planning, when you're in that, what I'd call this third area. We, we try the third part of this stuff, I'm trying to give the pr- actual pragmatic advice. You know, ask ask the executive directors, what's the game plan? Do you have a business plan? Try to figure out if they run it like a business, you know? Yep. Uh, I think nonprofits should. Is it their only job? Yeah. Or is it a side gig right. that they don't care that much about? That's huge. You know. Is this a mo- stay-at-home mom trying to find time? Right. Does she have something to do? Yeah. You know, which isn't which, always bad. Yeah, that could be a good thing. But, you know, is all their time going into that? Is it? Are they taking it seriously? Is the and then is the is the outcome what you you want it to be? Your expectations. So just like any goal you set for your business, part of this marketing tactic, call it a marketing tactic if you want. Part of this giving back, this donation. What you need to have the goal of getting something back out of it. That's the marketing part, but that's also maybe you'll gain some ideas. Hey, I want to don't. Maybe it's a complimentary thing, right? You are a uh, you're a junk hauling service, right? But you wanna you wanna work with um, a nonprofit with a maybe the homeless or something like that, mm-hmm. because there's junk left in a certain area, a skid row of your town of sorts. So by learning the psychology of how why people leave stuff there, you might get this ancillary benefit of figuring out your junk hauling service strategy a lot better. Or find a good place to dump your stuff. <laughs> or, yeah, find the best places <laughs> in town. 
<laughs> the little nuggets. The hot spots. <laughs> the little swamp. Yeah. The little swamps were, uh, or the jungle or the uh, forest were that one porno mag that every kid that's 12 <laughs> sees for the first time. Yeah. How did this get here? <laughs> Some homeless guy left Playboy. Mom, I'm uh, going to the forest so, again. Uh, just dudes jerking it in the woods. <laughs> Hide behind it's trees. It's so weird how many guys stumble upon that stuff as no. kids. So I'd say look that up. Do an audit of their stuff. Is the website like up to date? Like to me, that's like dressing appropriately. Yeah. For a meeting, almost. You yeah. Know, like, is your website? Are you trying? Yeah. You know, like, um, ask them about resources. You know, just to see where they're at, and maybe how much influence you might be able to have. It, I mean, that's a little dark sounding, but you know, if you're gonna put a lot of time in a long term relationship. Maybe do it for real, you know, like yeah, like you said, like treat it like a board. Of, you're on the board of directors, right? You know, if you know somebody that can help them, help them out. You know, connect them together, if possible. Right. Uh, I'm a big local guy as far as like I think, you know, take care of problems here first. Mm-hmm. For sure. And as this grows, as we get older, maybe you know, it goes more regional, national things we can work on. But I feel like uh, that whole thing about like. Why are we telling other countries what to do when we're not that great? Sometimes, yeah. I I see that on a micro level here, and I'm like, well, my I know my ego. I don't want to be a drop in the bucket. I want to actually what I, the reason I'm in this business is because I get a boner, a business boner, hard sometimes real girthy, not very long, but girth that uh, veiny as well. I get a business. Did you say girthy? Yeah. Okay. I get a business boner. Going, hey, when we met, you were here, and you know now we're here. I mean, I get excited. Like yeah. that is why I, I eh? do. What I do. Eh? That, that's my why. Yeah, <laughs> I hate saying that. <laughs> What's your why? What's your why for your business? I've never been asked that. <laughs> Thank God. You're about to have have a lot more meetings huh? in the future. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of like business coachy people. <laughs> my wife makes me right. So, uh, I think. Maybe your passions have to align in that direction, you know. Maybe your passion with the the contact at the pr- nonprofit or the mission statement of the nonprofit has to be similar. Yeah, ours is maybe a little bit uh, not quite community driven as the church or as the Tampa Pig jig on the river, mm-hmm. but they all have some kind of community aspect and also they're working towards something. Yeah, yeah, and I can look back and go, hey. I I've sold tickets for that festival through our ads for that. It's a music fest barbecue for Tampa pig jig on the river. We've done it six years and I've gotten our ROI for every dollar we spend. We got like seven back in revenue, which is yeah. insane yeah. for anybody that does online advertising. Mm-hmm. Plus so. we got to go to the pig jig. Yeah. Well you did. <laughs> oh yeah. You didn't get to go yeah. <laughs> baby, baby girl. So, uh, I hope that, this podcast episode helps. I am still trying to write the the accompanying blog posts either before or after with some of that. I at least am writing the sketch of the idea, so I came in with something today. Yeah. <laughs> Instead Thanks. of just really winging it. Yeah. No, that was good. But I, I found that writing, writing a little bit or just dictating like a crazy person walking outside 
Yeah. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I think I, you and I don't need much to go, you know, we can go off. We just uh, we just don't have time to <laughs> well, do any of that little bit of writing. Oh, I literally, I was in our B&I group this morning, which is another good community thing, even though it's, you know, technically f- for bringing in revenue, I get more out of it on the community level. Because um, I can go, oh, you know, tell that person to, they can do this, this, and this, and that mm. feels good. Uh, a lot of people are trying to hire right now, by the way. It's a good, that, that B&I group, I know it's culty, but it is a good litmus test for like local economy and how things are going if you kind of yeah, look at trends. For sure, yeah. When people are asking for like, hey, we're hiring, we had like six people out of 47 today. I mean, you have a representative from almost every industry in town. So that's what's crazy. Like, like the economy's like to me. I'm like the economy's doing well, but no one really realizes it. it or we may be in another bubble if you want to get crazy about it. Yeah. Well, you know, that's how we were in '09 or '08 or whatever. You know, don't get me started on the economy. But it is. It was a good measurement of going like, oh shit, man! Six out of forty-seven people are asking. That means probably more need. You know, some hiring. Yeah. Too. Not everybody in there is a owner it's a, you know sometimes business development or marketing or you know whatever it's just interesting it's an interesting litmus test to follow so um i hope this helps we are going to write a lot more we're going to strategize this podcast how to get better maybe we can do some kind of uh something csr for this podcast once it gets to a certain level i like time suck with dan cummings because he gives incentives to the audience Hey, if I get a thousand reviews, you guys, um, I'll do a bonus podcast about whatever you want. Ooh, we should shoot for like ten, a hundred, <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. We got to do a guerrilla campaign to get our our, our people. Uh, yeah, we don't advertise at all. We're really bad at marketing ourselves, and we're gonna work on that as well. So uh, well, we got work to do. Uh, it is work. Ultimately, we want to do this. We'd love to get paid for it. So we can get better guests for the podcast. Yeah, we we literally just want, we're dumb enough to go like we don't care about money. We just want to put it back into the thing to get better. Yeah, literally, <laughs> say it right to your face. We'll make money on other things. Yeah, like that's fine. Sell our bodies. So, uh, for Eric Reginger, I'm Will nope, Smith. I'm not going to correct you. <laughs> um, hit us up with any uh, questions. Hit us in the comment section. Five star this. And uh, we love your guts. SweatEquityPod.com. Check it out. Let's see how you handle this outro. You got to keep talking until you... What? You got I ain't trying to hit no posts. Yeah. Look at you and turn it up. Ooh. Hit that post. <laughs>